guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another ESL podcast. And today is a reading. It's an audio. You have questions. Um, and I should be writing this up for you guys to uh, practice, of course. But you know what? What I really want to focus on, especially today, is, you know, figuring out, is your brain ready yet? I know a lot of you are like, what does that even mean? But remember, I think I have on the blog that I want you guys to activate prior knowledge. So let's think about it. And I've talked about this on a number of occasions. Uh, As a matter of fact, if you guys haven't already heard, because this is coming out towards the end of the month, I posted three back-to-back podcasts with a transformation coach from South Africa by the name of Mira Butler on my personal development podcast. She goes into detail how the conscious mind and the subconscious mind work. Now, I think this is going to be far more engaging than a lot of the content that you actually hear on here because you need to understand that only 5% of the conscious mind uh, is activated, right? The majority of our habits, behaviors, prejudices, and everything comes from our subconscious mind. Subconscious mind, meaning this has all been preconditioned or conditioned throughout our lives since, of course, we were born up until the age we are right now. So the way we react to different situations and the way that we have problems with individuals, different, different creeds, colors, religions, and whatnot, that's all because of the subconscious mind. It's not you who is steering the car. It is your subconscious mind that steers the car for most people out there, unless you are a very enlightened individual Uh, such as some people who activate that, you know, that brilliance within them, like a lot of monks. Monks could be anywhere between 300 to 400, I think it's megahertz, if I'm not mistaken, or hertz, some kind of like, like the wavelengths within the brain, right? However, there are people like Jay Shetty and Vishen Lakhiani, uh, British and Malaysian, respectively, uh, you know, transformation coaches, monks, et cetera, public speakers, CEOs, they are at like 600 to 700. They're way up there in enlightenment. However, if we look at Buddha, if we look at Jesus and Confucius and these other car- other people, the, some of the greatest icons like Martin Luther King, they were operating 800 and above. Buddha was one of those that were in the four figures, the 1000s, right? So we need to understand and think about it. Let's think about it right now. I'm gonna activate your subconscious mind if I can. I want you guys to write down three stereotypes about teenagers and how they behave. So we got people, let's say, uh, oh my God, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, The the, the coach, the leadership coach. Oh man, he has glasses. He's from England. He likes to go on tirades and speak very ill about uh, millennials, but he calls them narcissistic, right? So that's one of the stereotypes that you know, teenagers, they fall into that group such as narcissistic. Um, They are uh, beggars. Uh, They don't work hard. There are a lot of older generations that actually have uh, a bad tendency of attacking the millennials because they feel that they are undeserving of everything. So if we think about that, okay, what are these stereotypes and where do those stereotypes come from? Your subconscious mind, what you've been taught, what you've been conditioned. Think about it. No, you know, from a very outside perspective, when I first came here to Asia, uh, what were the stereotypes of Black people? Although, of course, I don't really consider myself Black. I'm more brown, and I don't consider myself a color. I consider myself a people. But 
what the stereotype of people of color were that they do drugs and that they kill people. Where does that come from? Conditioning from movies, Hollywood. You see what I mean? That's all part of your mainframe, your subconscious mind. The only way to change that is to rewire. So if you guys are interested in that, go into the three podcasts over there on my personal development podcast, The Arsenio Buck Show. Uh, you guys can find it very easily on Twitter or just Google The Arsenio Buck Show podcast on Google uh, and you can find that very easily. So with that being said, okay, what we have, of course, we have identifying main ideas. You're going to put some of these headings in with the paragraphs that you're going to hear. And we are going to talk about this after. Now, of course, I just wanted to put in the brilliance of sharing, you know, what I've been going through with uh, a transformation coach. And now we're going to proceed with, is your brain ready yet? In ready yet? One. Adolescence is a challenging period in our lives. Teenagers on the cusp of adulthood seem self-possessed one minute and foolhardy the next. Or, as Bell and McBride, 2010, put it, all gasoline, no brakes, and no steering wheel. They are expected to make decisions that will profoundly affect the rest of their lives at a time when they seem particularly incapable of rationality, often throwing themselves headlong into dangerous or risky situations. So what is the neurological explanation for this seemingly erratic behavior, and does it present any advantages? Two. Perhaps the most often cited cause of stereotypical teenage behavior is the underdevelopment of the prefrontal cortex, the section of our brains that governs impulses and emotions and makes rational decisions. The prefrontal cortex communicates with other sections of the brain via neuronal junctions called synapses. During childhood, we accumulate an overabundance of synapses. And as we move into adolescence, over half are systematically removed, while others are strengthened in order to make communication more efficient, a process known in neuroscience as synaptic pruning. During synaptic pruning, the brain operates a use-it-or-lose-it policy, keeping and strengthening connections that are regularly engaged and shedding those that aren't. If, for example, you regularly engage the part of your brain associated with learning a foreign language, the synapses in this area will develop strong connections and will not be trimmed back. However, if this is an underutilized section, the synapses may well be eliminated. In fact, many researchers suggest that if we don't develop a skill at this point in our lives, we're unlikely to develop it at all. Brain imaging indicates that the process of synaptic pruning in adolescence begins at the back of the brain and systematically moves forward towards the frontal lobe, leaving pruning of the prefrontal cortex until last. As a result, teenagers are forced to do the majority of brain processing at the back of their brain, rather than in the prefrontal cortex which goes some way to explaining their seeming inability to evaluate risk and make logical decisions. 3. According to Luna et al., synaptic pruning is not the only factor that distinguishes adolescent brains from their adult counterparts. 
Luna's group used functional MRI, fMRI scans to track blood flow through different regions of adolescent brains. And the results showed that despite being underdeveloped, the prefrontal cortex is actually active during this period. However, the ability of teenagers to make rational decisions is overridden by the rush of dopamine, the hormone which triggers feelings of happiness that occurs when they take risks. Essentially, the chemical reward is so great that teenagers actively seek out risk. Furthermore, the nucleus accumbens, the part of the brain that seeks pleasure and reward, is reasonably well established in the teenage brain and actually seems to directly compete with the prefrontal cortex in the decision-making process. Research conducted at Cornell University in New York measured brain activity in subjects that were rewarded for performing small tasks. In adolescents, the reward center reacted far more strongly when given a medium or large reward than in both adults and young children. When given a small reward, teenagers reacted as if they had been given no reward at all. Again, this seems to coincide with the notion that teenage brains are hardwired to be impulsive. Neurologically, they are capable of both effective decision-making and self-control, yet at times the temptation to seek out risk or reward intervenes, outweighing their rationality. 4. Many would argue that Bella McBride's all-gasoline, no-brakes, and no-steering-wheel analogy is a gross oversimplification of teenage brain development. In fact, according to research conducted by Casey and Caudill, 2013, adolescents are actually better able to regulate impulses than adults under certain circumstances. During a series of laboratory experiments, Somerville, Hare, and Casey, 2011, showed test subjects images of positive, negative, and neutral facial expressions and measured their ability to regulate their responses. When no emotional information was present, i.e. the facial expression was neutral, teenagers performed as well as adults, if not better. However, when emotional cues were present, either positive or negative, adolescents were far less able to suppress their response. This diminished ability was not observed in adults or children who find it equally difficult to regulate control whether emotional cues are present or not. This seems to contradict the oversimplification that teenagers are generally unable to act rationally or make good decisions. While this may be true in heated or stressful situations, perhaps because they tend to rely on the amygdala, the part of the brain that guides instinct, rather than the prefrontal cortex, in neutral situations, adolescents are actually better equipped to control impulses and make rational decisions than adults. 5. It's also worth considering that while adolescent brains may still be in development, our ability to plan and recall events, as well as task coordination, actually begins to decline fairly rapidly in our mid to late 20s. In one study conducted by Timothy Salthaus at the University of Virginia, 2,000 participants between the ages of 18 and 60 were asked to solve puzzles, recall words and stories, and identify patterns, 
repeatedly over a seven-year period. The results suggested a sharp decline in skills such as the ability to make quick comparisons, to recall unconnected information, and to notice patterns and relationships. In particular, brain speed and problem-solving declined noticeably at 27, and average memory started to fall at around 37, Salthouse, 2009. While most people compensate for this loss by accumulating knowledge and experience, there is a definite decline in some mental skills in comparison to the burgeoning adolescent brain. 6. Overall, the teenage brain is, in many ways, not different to its adult counterpart. However, synaptic pruning, regular influxes of dopamine, and the competition between the prefrontal cortex and the brain's reward center all affect the ability of teenagers to make clear, rational decisions. Yet, perhaps this increased propensity for risk-taking should be seen as beneficial, as it is undoubtedly one of the factors that drives adolescents to leave home, search for a partner, or seek out the kind of new experiences that might shape their careers. Having said that, it could also be argued that as the brain is still in development during this period, key decisions should be delayed until later life, when we are better able to balance risk and logical decision-making more effectively. Given that the desire to seek out risk and short-term rewards is so strong, this is perhaps not the best time to make decisions that will profoundly affect the rest of our lives. And there it is, people. There is a lot of, of, let's just put, a lot of technicality behind this, right? So again, it's going to be very difficult to actually get into the basis of what she was actually trying to say. But just think about it. You know, out there in America, just think of, that, think of it from when you were a, a teenager, or perhaps there are teenagers who actually listen to this. Well, the point that I'm trying to make here is the simple fact that when I was a teenager, that I would make very irrational decisions based on uh, perhaps it was dopamine. Perhaps it was the fact that, um, you know, the, the fact that I wanted to, you know, uh, get attention or I wasn't getting enough attention at home. There's a lot of different things that possibly may have, you know, played a pivotal role in all of that. But being out here in Thailand, I see uh, a vast number of younger individuals um you know that ultimately end up you know taking their lives because they're on these like these little mopeds and they're driving at insane speeds why because the dopamine that rush now we could go back and look at you know the the parents in the environment and everything but think about it as a child they don't have a developed prefrontal cortex and so it's they have a tendency of you know a lot of irrational behavior so what happens is that it kind of clouds their judgment. And then, you know, Thailand having like one of the worst percentages uh, in the world in terms of fatalities. And the majority of these come because 80% of these motorcycles and mopeds on the road, these men, and of course, predominantly it is men that actually end up either taking their lives or dying because they're, you know, in different, I guess you could say gangs and whatnot. But again, it's that rush. And so... 
in saying that, this is a very, very technical uh, listening that you guys just heard. Again, if you would like to do some of the, you know, the, the, what is it, the blog, and look at what you just heard to check out some of, of course, the vocabulary on there, you are more than happy, or you are more than free to do so. And with that being said, of course, I am your host, Arsenio, and you guys are going to have to stay tuned for a heck of a lot more. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Again, give me a shout. Make sure you share it. Rate me or review me on the iTunes store, Apple store, if that still exists. Uh, And give me a big, big thumbs up. And with that being said, stay tuned for more. I'm your host, as always, over and out.